You know they want staring point, you know we straight to the point Boy Chris with assist, fast breaks like a joint splitting half Boy J with the J, we throwing heat, no gas, that's a touchdown pass You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Now they hardly can guard me like Dirk fade away You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Yeah, you know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the straight to the point 76 bringing us in the episode number 168 of Straight to the Point My name is Chris, here with my guy Jay what up, what up, what up? And so much to talk about. We have to talk about the in-season tournament. We have to talk about the NFL, unfortunately. But we start with the record-breaking $700 million contract for Shohei Otani. He signs with the Los Angeles Dodgers, so he's not going far. Uh, there was speculation about him going to, to Toronto, maybe. Philadelphia had been a possibility. Baltimore had you know, been thrown out there especially when we heard that he wasn't necessarily married to being on the West Coast, but he stays on the West Coast, stays in L.A. Ten years, everybody sit down for this, $700 million, okay? $700 million, far and away the largest contract in North American sports. Like, when you start talking about the Saudi money, like, we up there in Saudi money range with Otani, with the Dodgers, Jared. We don't necessarily always talk baseball, but everybody, I feel like everybody knows who Otani is. Jared, talk to me about what this move means for not only Otani, but what this move means for the Dodgers and what this move consequently moves, you know, for the for the Angels that lose out on Otani. Oh, the Angels are cooked. <laughs> They're done. The Angels are done. There's not really much to talk about after this. I mean, you heard it's a fire cell going on over there, except for your name's Mike Trout. Man, would love for him to be available to trade after this move, but Angels are done for a while. The Dodgers are great. They still have Clayton Kershaw, Mookie Betts, Cody Bellinger, Max Muncy. Like, I didn't even say Freddie Freeman. Like, they just add Shohei Tani, who, you know, also is in your batting lineup. Like, Shohei is a dual pitcher. He doesn't just do one thing. He can do both. So, in the days he's not pitching, well, guess what? He'll be hitting home runs as well in a lineup that might consist of either him before Freddie or him after Freddie and Mookie. So, either way, the Dodgers are the, the super teams of the MLB again. I, I think, but, but hold on, hold on, hold on. I think you completely underplayed how rare we see a talent like Otani. He's not just one of the best hitters in baseball. He's one of the best pitchers in baseball, like elite both ways. Like he's not just like some gimmick that maybe, you know, he's passable. Like, nah, he's a legitimate Cy Young, legitimate MVP contender. Imagine being so good. You're like, yeah, I can't pitch this year. Like, he's hurt. He's hurt this year. He's not going to be able to pitch. So, like, yeah, I'll just go, you know, win the triple crown. I mean, but it's not like really it's something. Like it's something to do. No, I mean, like really that's understand. we know what he is though. Like we just bro. now, it's just more of what does he do for this team? Well, they're already World Series contenders. So what should they be now? World Series winners. Like that's really what it should that's be the like, favorites. That, that's no, but not even favorites because they're they're always been favorites for the past three years. Yeah, but no, no, no. But here's the they thing: they've be all, winners now. It's always been Dodgers, Braves, and the NL. Like they're the they're yeah. the gold standard, right? Yeah, right. But they're always losing in the playoffs, just like the Dodgers. One so title. Dodgers got one title since the '90s. Dodgers, I'm sorry, Braves have one title since the '90s. Dodgers has one titles one title since the '80s. Right? These teams are con- perpetual disappointments. Yes. But you add a guy like Otani, who is the ultimate weapon. I don't want to hear excuses. 
Nope. This team, like you mentioned, has Freddie Freeman, an MVP candidate every year, one of the best first basements, you know, in the game right now. Mookie Betts, who was a former MVP, you know, spent a lot of time in Boston, got a big contract, came to the Dodgers. Kershaw, we know who Kershaw is. He's a Hall of Fame pitcher. Maybe he's not what he used to be, but he's, you know, he's still Adrian Kershaw, Trishman. right? Age nutrition, whatever. I don't want to hear the excuses for the Dodgers if they don't win. I don't want to hear the excuses anymore about if they don't make the play, if they don't make a NLCS, make a World Series. I don't want to hear it. Like their their expectations are super high now, and they're going to be for the next ten years. Go ahead. I don't. I don't know if I like. Like again, baseball, two sports. Baseball, soccer, the two greatest sports. If you want to raise an athlete, be an athlete right now. Those are two great sports to get you paid. Now, the love of the sport aside where, you know, everybody loves the sport they want to play. But if you want to get your child potentially paid and turn them into whatever they want to be, baseball soccer is the way to go. For all you would-be parents out there that's just trying to raise the next Otani, baseball is not easy. Like, no, baseball is not easy. <laughs> just throw that out. But I, I just wanted to be known to them that, yes, they will get paid because there's no salary cap in baseball. So the, the question comes out is why don't every other team spend like this? Well, there's some bottom feeder garbage teams. Can't spend like that. The Dodgers in a luxurious market, LA, LA, obviously. But just think about what Otani's going to be making. No opt-out, no player option. Why? He's getting $70 million a year. Uh, crazy stacker. I, I was just reading it the other day. Uh, you know, Not the other day. Literally just like a couple minutes ago. So oh, hold on, his, his contract just for just before you read that. Oh, his contract is seventy million, no right deferral, no, no deferrals, 70, 70, 70 bands, no matter what. He's getting paid seventy mil a year. He's getting seven hundred million for the next ten. Otani seven hundred million is more money than what the Oakland A's have paid out their players in the last ten years. They're at six hundred and I believe sixty-seven million. He's making more than them, and that's ten years span. They spent six hundred sixty-seven million in ten years, ten seasons. He's making that in a, in a contract. That's to show you. Well, okay. let's but let's put the, let's also put this in perspective. I mentioned this at the beginning. He has the largest contract in North American sports. Number yes, two at twenty nine. Mahomes is number two at four fifty. Everybody else: Mike Trout, baseball player; Mookie Betts, his teammate, baseball player; Aaron Judge, baseball player. So the Bryce, Dodgers, we thought, we thought Bryce deal was crazy. We thought Bryce thing, right? was crazy. Oh! Right, there may and there's rumblings about maybe Bryce Harper wants to re, you know renegotiate his contract, maybe wants an extension, whatever the case may be. That's, he that's know he ain't seeing that though. Look, Chris, he ain't seeing that. Let's just that's, throw that that's out. That's for him and his agent to decide. No, but, it's for us to decide, Chris. He's not seeing that much money, damn it. That's ain't, ain't no us. We ain't in the no negotiations. <laughs> the fans should have an option of whether we pay that guy's goddamn money right, well, for the team. He too well, much. You, well. You got even, your money. You it's not your one World Series since we got Bryce. God damn it. That's too much it's not, money. It's not that's your money. Not your money. Crazy. Oh, my it's, God. 700 million? Hold on. Hold on. Oh, one more time. Hold on, hold on, Jared. Hold on, Jared. It's not your money. Oh, yeah. Facts. I mean, baseball. I, 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 I hope every owner learns that just spend like the Dodgers. I mean, people have told me that yeah, I wish my team like the Dodgers, but please, just spend like the Dodgers. But the Dodgers, the Dodgers have nothing to show for it, though. And this is the point that I'm saying. They've gone in time and time again on big names, big players, big contracts, and they have one ring since 1988 to show for it. Are we considering the Dodgers like the Boston Celtics? Remember a couple weeks ago, you basically said the Celtics are a team that always get these high-luxury guys, pays great money for these players. But then when it comes, they've only been to one championship since getting Tatum, Brown, Holiday now, Porzingis now. A lot of these names, these are named guys. These aren't no scrubs. Named guys, but they don't win. 
But they've been to they, hey, just like the Dodgers have been to a World Series in the, in this decade. They just didn't win it. Celtics have been to a championship in this decade. Didn't win it. But they see playoffs. They they regular season champions. And we just want to call them what it is. Regular season champs. The Dodgers are regular but season there, champs. But there are teams like that across sports. Cowboys. Yeah, are like the, the Cowboys right season. now. But no, the closest comparison is a team like the Cowboys, a team like the Braves, a team like you know the, the Lakers. Well, can we call the, the Cowboys the closest? Because the they, Cowboys haven't even been to a, a Super Bowl. But they're in that conversation where they get all the attention, they get all the praise, they get all the TV time, they get all of right. this, they get all of that, Fair and they sure. have detracts. They have a, uh, detractors and fans that are very like you have an opinion. No, like right. you're not irrelevant. You're not indifferent on the Cowboys, whether you if you like them or you hate them. There is no indifference. The thing about the Dodgers and I think about baseball is it's the same way. These teams who are spenders, like the Yankees for so many years, spent, 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 spent. Still are, and, still are spending. They but, just got Juan yeah, Soto. Yeah, they, they got a lot. Of, and they just got Juan Soto, who's a great young player who, who didn't live up to the expectation. Look at the look at the Padres, right? Padres had a bunch of players, big money. They mm-hmm. all flamed out and they blew it up quickly yeah, because exactly. they're in the same division of the Dodgers. They're in the same division as the Giants in San Francisco. These teams that spend money. Baseball has a lot of – because baseball is one of the older sports in America, mm-hmm. they go back and a lot of the teams that were good early, Yankees, Dodgers, Giants, they have the historical winning to show for it. But there's not a lot of recent – I mean, the most recent – Stretch where they were good. I guess the, the Giants won three titles in the early 2010s. They won every every other year, so they won 2010, 12, and 14. Were the Giants big spenders though during those years? I but the Giants, but the Giants were. My point: the Giants weren't big spenders. Like they got a piece here and there, but a lot of their core was grown. Mm-hmm. The entire Dodgers core, for the most part, they brought. Boot, yeah. uh, Mookie Betts was from Boston. Freddie Freeman was from Atlanta. Otani yeah. from the Angels. You see what I'm like you go, but you can go before that with the Dodgers, and they're already they're always getting that piece from another team to help solidify them. Before that was Adrian Gonzalez from the Padres, Manny Ramirez from the Red Sox. Like you can go on and on and on and on and on. They need to win. Like there is no that's the big. They need to win. Like if you're going to spend this money, you got to win. Like there is no. How does how does now before we move on? How does this affect baseball? This is the super team of baseball. Craig Chris said they need to win. If they don't win. It's just another eclipse of what the Dodgers have always been. And not even just the Dodgers, Chris. Just throw it out there. This is an eclipse of almost every L.A. team, excluding the Lakers and the Rams, who just did it, paid hefty to win it, a ring, and they've done it. But every other L.A. team, Clippers included, spend a bat for superstars and lose. The Dodgers don't want to be added to that list because if the bag starts the Dodgers are already on the The Dodgers are already on the list. I don't want to – okay, yeah, if you want to say, yeah they, yeah, they won the title in 2020. Okay, but they played a hundred less games in the regular season. No fan, like circumstances are different. Title, yeah, I give, I got, I give them the title. Yeah, but it's just like the bubble to me. It's not. See, but that's shaky grounds then, because they still a, a win's a win. Not, yeah. A win's a win. Okay, is there. Yes, a win is a win, but circumstances matter. Okay, that's fine. But now, if, okay, school. So I wouldn't throw them in it then, because now the new circumstances here. They have Otani. She won World Series. Just yeah, like they should ran spent everything, everything, Chris, to get that ring, got the ring. Now they're in debt. But you did what the you got the job done. You got the job done. You spent yes. bags to so win the my point, my point being they've now gone out and gave Otani seven hundred million dollars. Could he live up to this contract? Yeah, I, many, honestly, probably he could. How many years could. do you give it? How many years do you give it before you say they've they've wasted it? Like do it because the first year, 
again, we say Super Bowl. Oh, like World oh, Series. They, I feel like first year is a little stretch. That's a big reach. Until, you until by year three? I think by year three, you'll be you won't be able yeah. to re-sign Freeman. You won't be able to re-sign. I mean, Mookie so Betts is you, you got a two-year window. You, they need a World they, Series in two years. I mean, the year okay. I know Otani's not pitching this year, but I'll give him. I'll give him three years. Two years okay. of him pitching and hitting, and this one year of him hitting. Now, because like we can't. I, I, we got to be fair. We got to be fair now. It, saying if but it say doesn't matter. But it doesn't matter if he wins the MVP, okay. the Triple Crown. Yep. He could win a Cy Young. He can mm-hmm. win all the individual awards he wants. But if he doesn't win a title, it's a failure. Okay. Those are his words. And his words, his attitude, because that's why he wanted out of the, the Angels organization. Yeah, because they don't go anywhere. Whatever, and they ain't going nowhere. Yeah, they're they the only team in history to have Trout and Otani and have absolutely and still no have, control. still have an under 500 record. They are but oh, but the Dodgers have to the Dodgers have to be very like I, I don't know what kind of money they got. Oh no, they they're, but they're, 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 I mean, if the pockets the pockets are deep. No, I'm saying like. They might, it might come to a situation where you have free agents that you can't resign because you're paying all this to, money. Yeah, they'd have to figure that Otani out. And but, to but then that's why they're doing this now, right? Like they got to figure it out. But yeah, I'm with you on the two to three year window because again, because he's not, and that's why I asked the question because because he's not pitching this season and it's only it's year one. Do we just throw it? Got to be World Series immediately. But they, we, I think the two year window. He's still is hitting. No, he's still hitting. But that's he's, he's, he's not okay, pitching. He's not pitching. He's not his best. You know? if, you tell, if you tell me right now they make it to the NLCS and lose, that's a disappointment to me. It should, yeah, I agree. Because I, if you made it that so far, they, you lose. Yeah, they, I agree. they need to make at least a World Series appearance. In this first year? Nope. I mean, they can do it. Obviously, they can do they it. Can. But I just think, I just think two can. years is the window. Two to three years is the window. By year three, if he hasn't won a, a World Series with this team, I'm not saying it's a failure because obviously we still have locked in for another seven years, but it's like as Chris mentioned, okay. the free agency so is different. The free agency is different. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Is Bryce Harper so far for the Phillies? Is that a disappointment? No. We've been to what, one World Series or two? One. One World Series, one MVP. He's done more than I ever thought he would actually do with the with the Phillies. I'm gonna be real with you. Because for us, just getting a big name player like him. Well, just to try and build the franchise and the fan base back up. Because the Phillies, we had we were a fan base, but it was kind of like the Sixers. We knew we were losers after our World Series, and we weren't really winning anything. We had no free agency value. We weren't doing anything. Markets now changed for us. We kind of dictate the market a little bit when it comes to our free agents, how much money we're spending. We spent more money in the past four years than we ever spent when I was growing up after we won our World Series in, uh, what, 07. So I, I don't think it's been a failure. I think the only issue now is we just can't seal the deal. But, but that comes down to our bulk is- more than it comes to the uh, – but here's the here's the, also the, the thing right the thing right when the Phillies went on their run like that was like 15 years ago <laughs> they had home they had homegrown pieces Utley Howard mm-hmm. um, you know uh, Rollins they were all the core guys were all homegrown stars we still got some homegrown though yes I agree right but the biggest the the star of the Phillies right now is Harper. Yeah. A guy who they paid a lot of money to. They go out and get Turner. They paid a lot of money. Schwarber, they paid a lot of money. JT, they paid a lot of money. Uh, Wheeler, they went and paid a lot of money. So, like, they paid a lot of money for these great players. And I'm not saying that there isn't a piece there that is necessary, but you got to have some homegrown talent. You got to have the guys that are homegrown that you can have that are good, good, solid contributors that you aren't necessarily paying the absolute bag to because look at the Yankees, 
Look at every team that just spends their way to a title. You mentioned all the LA teams, whatever the case may be. At a certain point in time, you got to pay. Mm-hmm. And at a, you know, the pockets are only but so deep. Why did we choose Zencaster? Because it was a perfect fit. Zencaster allowed us to be able to record, download our audio and video without hassle. It's a platform that supported us as a growing podcast and still supports us now, knowing that we're trying to build and grow something. Being a part of Zencaster was just great for us, knowing that we're in two different locations, but are able to record like we're in the same room. And it's so easy. It's now super easy to record a podcast with Zencaster. All you got to do is log in using your browser and start recording a high-quality podcast right away. Record studio-quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. Feel a sense of zen. And with Zencaster's multi-layer backups, ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is unstable. Have you ever worried about what you sound like? Zencaster's post-production process makes you sound buttery smooth. It automatically removes those ums and ahs in your recording, and it removes those awkward pauses in the conversation as well. Set the right podcast loudness and levels while reducing background noise with the click of a button. Go to Zencaster.com pricing and use our code STTP Podcast, and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. We want you to have the same experiences we do for all our podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. Let's talk about the in-season tournament. Maybe we can have less time on in-season tournament than baseball. Let's see. Eh, we should. The main question I have after the in-season tournament, because the finals are tonight uh-huh. as we record, right? Yes. yes, yes. So we don't know who wins. Should Honestly, be. T- my question is, does it matter who wins? Does yes. it matter who wins? I care personally if the Pacers win because it means like okay, young franchise up and coming. This is why they fighting so hard. Because let's be for real, they playing it like it's an actual playoff playoffs. Like they, the uh, I was just recently at the Bucks Pacers game. They were locked in like it was a playoff game. I mean, like and again, none of them been to playoffs besides maybe Miles Turner, right on that roster and Bruce Brown on that roster. None of them, and I think Obi's been to playoffs, but I'm talking about deep playoffs. Miles might have seen the second round. Bruce Brown just saw actual finals, so you can see him on even those sidelines. He's so engaged with them, telling them, yo, stay locked in. Let's do this. McConnell's doing full court steals. Like, they're so engaged because they not only do they have a lot of guys, they have, well, I believe, six guys that make less than a million. This 500000 will be a big blessing to them and their families. But it's also the fact that they're young and they're very hungry because they want to not only showcase that the Pacers are back, but they're also just trying to win something. Like, Tyrus Harmer even said in the press conference, I'm tired of losing. And that's really all he's done so far in his career because as soon as he got traded, the Kings went to the playoffs without him because they got some bonus, and he went to a Pacers team that was up and coming but hasn't won anything since Paul George or done anything since Paul George. So now he's trying to change that narrative. On LeBron's side, LeBron said, I'm just trying to win this 5,000 because I'm trying to continue to be a great winner. So if they, you add this NCAA tournament, I'm trying to win it because I'm LeBron James. Like It's it's there. That that whole Indiana thing is nice, but I don't give a shit about none of that. None <laughs> of that. But that's like I, the, that's the narrative, Chris. Like, I, just I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Honestly, about, I don't care. It, but it's, I, I like the narrative. Of it. Oh, also, before you continue, I'm sorry. In person, I didn't hate the court. In person, I didn't hate the court. Television makes it way worse than it looks in person. I'm just going to be so frugal. Again, the jerseys weren't there. They were at their regular jerseys. Bucks yeah. were their regular jerseys. Uh, Pace were their regular jerseys. So maybe that's why I liked it a little better because the, the jerseys were ruined it for me, too. But the court itself wasn't as bad as I thought. The jerseys were horrible. I've been one hundred percent. I've been one hundred percent against the in season tournament since the beginning. Yeah, against it, right? I'm not. I don't. 
minded as much because the players have brought in. If the players were just treating it like regular games, I don't think I would care. I don't think a lot of people would care. Nope. I think the NBA views this as a success because there's the people talking about it, blah, 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 whatever. Would the would the world move any differently if the in-season tournament didn't exist? Probably not, right? Like, I don't think this is earth-shaking. I don't think this is – but if this is now a thing that they want to push moving forward, why wouldn't – if you believe this, why wouldn't the greatest player on earth who ever lived win the first ever in-season tournament, first season in-season in tournament MVP? If this is going to be a thing – you might as well give it to the best player. You might as well give it to the best team. Indiana is a great story. Indiana is fun to watch. Indiana is all these great superlatives, whatever the case may be. But they're Indiana, okay? Like let's 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 whatever you talk let's about. Pump LA, the brakes, let's just say. Let's pump the talk about LA teams going all in. You talk about LA teams being successful. You talk about LA teams doing this. If the NBA wants the in-season tournament to be a thing, they better be rooting their asses off for the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm not saying I'm not saying there's going to be any funny business. But if there were to be some funny business, I wouldn't be surprised because the NBA, if we're talking in this totality, would love to say LeBron James are, yes. you know, the greatest players since Jordan. Yes. Won the first ever in-season tournament, this thing that we want to make a big deal. And he can go talk about the $500,000. He can do the commercials. He can do whatever he wants to do, right? Tyrese Halliburton, great story. I like him. Y'all know I've been I've been on the Halliburton bandwagon since the beginning, right? Best point guard in the league right now. Right now, best point guard in the league. 15, 15 plus assists, no turnovers. Best. No, 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 28 in two did games. You, no did, you see the, did you see the statistic on Reddit? Yes. That he would have to have 133 straight turnovers, no assists, to have a worse assist-to-turnover ratio than yep. your beloved Steph Curry. That's fine, but Steph, I mean, all right, that was like a little Steph shade, but okay. It was a little Steph shade, but it was more Halliburton support. I mean, Halliburton, but it was 133 Steph. straight turnovers. And I'm not yeah. saying, because Steph's yeah, assist-to-turnover ratio is not bad. Like, it's I'm, not, it's not really a, a Steph, but Halliburton is doing, like, Unconscionable things. It's, it's crazy. Yo, like you would think these numbers were out the fifties when they were playing with the plumbers and the electricians and the and the you know the gardeners and stuff. I, I, like I no, he's cooking legitimate. He's like Ot he's like Otani. Like if you took Otani, he was like, yeah, he played in the sixties and had these great numbers. You'd be like, all right, electricians and plumbers. Now he's doing this to today's athletes with all the science, with all the whatever, all the analytics. He's going out there and executing just like Otani, Halliburton. I, you know what though. I think, like, if Indiana didn't already give Halliburton the max. They can give him another one. Jesus. He's they, he probably needed – like, I'm, I'm, yeah, only half, I'm only half joking because he's been super effective. But if you look at the Lakers, right, in this in-season tournament, they cooked – they cooked New Orleans. Okay? Let's talk about that a little bit too, though. When we get, when Jared? Finish, like, they sucked. New Orleans sucked. And Whatever. It Zion sucked. Okay, okay, we'll talk about Zion. But they cooked New Orleans. Cooked them, right? Got them out of here with, you know, get the hell out of here with this New Orleans, right? But if this in-season tournament game was New Orleans, Indiana, I would not even bother watching. I lie to you not, I wouldn't bother watching. The thought of Bron possibly winning this thing I'm curious to see how they're going to cover it. I'm curious to see how they're going to treat it. 
Now, the Halliburton ones is a good story, but I think we move on, and I don't think we care. Either <laughs> way, they need to get rid of them courts. They need to get rid of them jerseys. They need to get rid of all that shit. I, um, I'm sorry. They need to get rid of it. I think, again, what you're saying is accurate because LeBron wins. As you know, because you, if, I don't think he is, but if LeBron wins, LeBron, because let's be fair, LeBron just won the, the soccer-stealing in-season NBA tournament. Because we stole this from soccer because soccer has so many tournaments in uh, a different in-season thing that they go through throughout their soccer season before they go into FIFA World Cup and everything like that, right? They have, there's so many different <clears throat> tournaments and everything. Why? Because it, it gives fans more reason to watch soccer, but it also gives the players more purpose and pay, whatever. Basketball kind of stole it a little bit, and it's working to an extent. If LeBron wins, huge for the NBA. If the Pacers win, though, I, I, just, I don't know. I feel like the story for the Pacers winning is better for the NBA when it comes to the teams that stink, Chris. Let's be for real. Teams that stink or have stunk in now have an opportunity to at least play and fight for something to win, right? Because at the end of the day, <clears throat> a lot of these teams, you know, when playoffs come, aren't going to a championship. I, I, I'm so for real with you. The Pacers, if they win this NCAA tournament, they're not going to a championship. But, hey, at least you got this on your belt. So another team that could be like the Pacers, the Magic next year, the team that you've been watching, they rising and shining next year, they could maybe be an NCAA tournament winner. The uh, Timberwolves, they were fighting hard for it. They could be a potential NCAA tournament winner. Bottom feeder teams at Rockets next year, or uh, maybe the Pistons finally decide to do something right and start, you know, building an organization back up. This is what they could. These teams, those bottom feeder teams, Hornets. These are teams that can start saying, you know what, we're gonna play and fight for this to make me be a one step closer to being the playoff team we want to be. Because let's be for real, the Lakers win it. They're like, okay, this is a playoff finals contender team. They should win this thing. So that's why my like, story. I feel like for the NC tournament, I'm not saying it's gonna be a failure either way. Whoever wins is gonna win it. LeBron wins it, it's a huge storyline. But the Pacers win. It's a little bit bigger for these. Lower teams to really say we're competing. I don't care about none of that, Jared. Nobody cares about like, none, yeah, none of them teams. None of them teams are doing anything. Don't try to talk yourself into it. Don't try to talk <laughs> me into it. Don't try to talk the fans into it. It's not happening. Don't do it. Don't even put that out there. Don't even put that thought in your head. Don't even put it. Maybe they can. No, them bottom feeder teams are bottom feeder teams for a reason. Terrible organizations. Terrible players. Terrible culture. Terrible everything. Just bad. Name me one bottom feeder team that this elevates and makes them anything better if they were in this position. Indiana, I mean, Indiana, maybe Indiana's not a bottom. Maybe Indiana's not a bottom feeder like we thought. Maybe they're the fifth, sixth, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh best team in the East. Who knows? But I, Charlotte, please. Detroit, please. Come on now, I don't want San Antonio, please. I don't want to know. See, I was shit. I haven't firm San Antonio. I didn't even Utah, use stop it. I never said Utah either. I said like maybe the Rockets. You know, teams that are up and coming. Rock Rockets. I don't. I can't call Rockets bottom feeders. They got two max contract them, guys. But they were the. That's what they I'm were, saying. and they got two max contract guys on that roster. You can't be a bottom feeder with. I know Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks, whatever you want to think of them, whatever. They, but they, they, they got, got two max. Contract guys, you can't be a bottom feeder team with two max contract guys. Not anymore. It's, anyway. it's it's not, just, you can't do it. Can't do well, it. Well, not true. What name, name me a team that has a, that has max contract guys that are bottom feeders? The Bulls. Well, that's your team. <laughs> that's your Another guys. <laughs> that's Another your one. guys. Another one. guys. Throw it out there. Another one for you. Your guys. Just not my guys, but another one for you. Didn't think about this. The Grizzlies. Oh, those definitely your guys. You def you def been a Grizzlies fan, Jared. I know you. I know you. I know you love. I know you love you some David. I know you love you some David Roddy, some Kenneth Lifton, uh, Kenneth Lofton Jr., some Santi Aldama. 
Kenneth Lifton, sir. That's messed up because you know he's overweight. That's that's messed up. I wasn't. I ain't mentioned nothing about that man weight. You did that on purpose, Kenneth Lifton. You did that on purpose, and you made you know what you did. You know what you did. You know you love you some Desmond Bain jump shots with some anchor arms. He got he go like SpongeBob when he fell back. When he was like, he was like, Sandy, look at me. He started blowing into his armpits. No, nah, bro, you got to chill. Desmond Bain looks like the T-Rex from Toy Story, yo. He just, I got a big head and little arms. But he don't got little arms. He, arms he, like, he got these big giant anchor arms, man. Listen, when Ja come back, Jump shots. they're going to be still bad, but at least they'll be better. Bad. They'll, be, they'll at least be fun to watch. Ja might, you know. Dunk on somebody or something. But I just gave you that's another body for your team with two max players. Two max players. Three actually. Yeah, Ja, Desmond, and Jaron Jackson. Oh, what's the over under on John ja Morant uh music video shot in the locker room this year? <clears throat> That'd be just uh over under. You mean minus three fifty. Oh, on the over or the under? <laughs> minus three fifty. On the over or the under? We're gonna do it over. Oh, my God. The over. All right. We, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it now. Jared said they would, at least be, they would at least be one music video shot in the locker room starting John Morant. Do we at see least a one. music video of him rapping or just music video of him No, playing? just him in it. Just him in it. Just him, him in it. All right, then yeah. In Bro, it. Bro, what are they playing for now? Like, I mean, again, let's be reasonable, Chris. Let's be real realistic before we start talking about I mean, I mean, hold on, hold on. There are the 6 season. and 15 team. Do they come back this, from 6 and 15? The season hasn't started yet, Jared. It's not. It's not even Christmas yet. Uh, two weeks. You got two, two weeks. weeks. Could, they, the, could, could they string? Could they? All they gotta do is tread water until he come back. Dude, like I mean, they they've been treading some bad. Well, they drown. They listen. If they if they are under twenty, if they're under twenty twenty losses or less by the time he comes back. Because they I, I'm not gonna lie, I thought they at least had a eight to something record or ten. Because as long like, as they end up anywhere between seven and ten, I think they're happy. They're not even close to seven or ten though. Like they're I, not they, even close it's, to a long, it's a long season, Jared. It's a long season. Like the Warriors are a, a, a under five hundred team, and they're at eleven. It's a long, long season. Fair because oh, somebody, man. some of these teams, some of these teams in the West will fall back down. Minnesota is not that good. <laughs> they're seventeen to four. Like, but you know, Minnesota is like the perpetual nine. Okay, like you can just slap Minnesota in at nine every year. That's fair. Ten. Like, come on with this Minnesota. They need to get rid of Cat. They need to get rid of Cat. Yeah, no, that. But that, but it looks so much better now that they handed the keys to Anthony Edwards. Like you've handed the keys to Anthony Edwards. The play style is through him. The offense is through him. And now Towns is now your secondary option. It looks so much better. And Jaden McDaniels is going to come back from his next injury. It looks so much better. My only issue with that team is. I still do not like the log jam that I've seen of why are we throwing Nasri, Towns, and Gobert on the court at the same time? They play around a good 10 to 12 minutes together on the court at the same time. That might be the dumbest basketball I've ever seen. They're winning games, but it might be the worst rotational lineup ever. And yet, they think it's going to amount to something come playoffs. It's going to ruin them. That is jokes on you because you actually spend your time watching Minnesota basketball. I do. I like like Anthony Edwards. Couldn't be me. I don't care how much I like Anthony Edwards. The the fact that I got to watch Carl Anthony Towns – Jack threes and just playing like a big guard is just infuriating. I, I think the Mav drops heavy as well due to the Kyrie Irving injury. We haven't I haven't heard the severity of it yet, but he was uh taken out after he landed on Powell's foot and they said he's gonna need an MRI on the ankle, so or on his right leg, so hopefully it's not as bad. But with Kyrie Irving Kyrie Irving's injury, 
I can see the math falling pretty heavily. Yeah, but we'll see. Like I said, it's two weeks till Christmas. We'll see how long he might be out. He might not even be out that long. Like we look I hope not, but it, it like, looked pretty bad. It did look Looking at Trevor Lawrence's injury, that looked way worse to me than Kyrie's and Lawrence did, is already practicing. How so, did you feel about Embiid's injury? You think it's just something we can like shake off, or you think it's pretty bad too? Because Embiid did get uh, he played through it, but he did look like he got hurt during that Hawks game where I, it's like a non-contact injury. I mean, I, Embiid always he always has the Fair. moments where he kind of looks like that. I think he'll be fine. And if he missed, let's say he missed a couple of games, like I don't think it's the end of the world. For the he plays Christmas, that'd be cool. Uh last before, but not least before we move on, Chris the Pelicans might just blow that up. They got to right. They, Zion looks horrible. He looks horrible. Can't play defense the same way. Even though he's healthy, air quotes. Offense is non-existent. Where he has his moments, but my issue is the lack of rebounding in the defense for him. It's gone. Like he can't. He's not even averaging six rebounds a game. In yeah, that Lakers he, game, he looked horrible. They benched him because if, he, he just couldn't play. If he can't play, if he can't contribute, there's no reason for him to be on the court. He's not a great shooter. He's a he's a very good finisher, but. If he can't even get to the basket and finish around the rim, he can't get rebounds. He can't do the little stuff. He can't do because he's not. It's not like he a great ball handler. It's not like he's a great. No. He's he's athleticism. His game is just power and athleticism. He's not a great sharp. He's not a sharpshooter. He's not going to take you off the dribble. He's not going to cross you over. He's not. I mean, he doesn't even send a potential to back you down in the paint. He's not going to play with his back to the basket. What can he do if he's not contributing and he's not even giving marginal effort? If he can't. You know what I'm saying? Like, if that whole it, it, and this is always the issue with Zion. Like, what a lot of people, his, his detractors always said, you know, he wouldn't be able to be great at the next level because he may not have that motor yeah. or that motor won't last. And yeah. we've seen flashes of him, but Jared, he plays 20 games a season. And so hey, far, he's, 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 at, he's, he's close to that average. He's hasn't, he, he's only missed a couple games for the rest, but he, if you can't, if you can't even play half the season. Do you think right now he's just again we maybe they he has to, the same belief we maybe, believe maybe he's, he's get to maybe he's just taking his time because he doesn't want, he doesn't want to miss any more games so he's just taking his time no, until but it's different it. it's different as a fan from my perspective as someone who watches and consumes the game differently than someone who actually plays and that's their job no, no, I, yes we get it but I'm just saying the same way we see the Heat take they coast until Christmas and beyond All Star break they rev it up snap yeah okay. But the problem is Zion be doing the same thing. Yeah, but we've seen the Heat make deep playoff runs. Zion has not played more than 30 games in a season. Which is why I'm like, do you think he's revving it up where he's just no. going slow? Because he wants to just I, play now. He wants no, to go I, past the mark that he's been past. No, he hasn't been I past 20 something games in what two seasons. He's now trying to just get there. And when he gets there, maybe we just see the switch snap. But I think the dieting has to come first. But we see the switch snap. Because like Chris, my only issue is the fact that this dude's only averaging five and a half rebounds a game. Five and a half. Jared, if Jared, what at in any point have you seen that makes you confident that they can he can just flip the switch like that? Because there are what games where I've seen him see like that? just turn it up when especially when he's really engaged, he turns yeah, it up. Yeah, but right? that's not consistent. He's more which, he's which more of like a, he's more of a negative. Yeah, no, no. He's a plus minus guy. He's a negative plus minus. But I'm just like, maybe it's because he just like Paul George when Paul George came back from that horrific injury, you just like you're slowly trying to rev it up. Because the reason why he's yeah. not premium now he's for rebounds is because of the fact that he he's unbelievable that he's like, I do not want to get hurt. So if I go for this rebound, I could potentially get injured. If you, so okay, just not if you, but if you're playing like that, if you're playing scared or you're playing with half effort, 
That's how you get hurt. Everybody. That's how you get hurt. Like Um, every. That's the only thing. That's my only excuse I would give him because everything else is just lacking. I'm not not giving him any excuses unless you tell me he's out of love for the game because he just horrible. Jared, the time for excuses is over. When we have constant issues about your dieting, constant issues about your behavior, constant issues about your effort, constant issues about your desire, and they're not just seeping onto the court. There's a problem there. So then and, he, Chris, and, he expect, that, and he expects to get paid, and he expects to get treated like a superstar. You got to act and show up and be a superstar. Like you, everybody, everybody wants the lifestyle, right? Everybody yeah, want to be they rich and famous and make you, money. You, you get and, him when you're and, NBA. and do what he did allegedly yeah. off the court with whomever he did it with, whatever that's his business. I really don't care. <laughs> but if you want that lifestyle, you got to show up. Day in, day out, every day, in shape, ready to go. Not half effort. Not maybe I'll get hurt. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to hear an excuse. I don't want to hear it. If he if he don't if he can't be in New Orleans, where is he going to go? Because that team is tailored around him. I'm not even thinking of it that way. Because actually, you just kind of went to my next point. By that logic, my only next question would be: If you're watching this as a teammate of his, right? CJ's kind of locked in. He's he's there. If you're Brandon Ingram, was a free agent this season. Are you re-signing to this? Hell no. If I'm Brandon Ingram, Chris, because look, think, Chris, you're 26, going on 27. You're in, you're about to get your first, first, like first ever free agency where you're open. No, here, no. Here's the thing, you right? You want to get paid? Are you coming back to this? No, that yet you have your moments. But Brandon Ingram sucked in that Lakers game too. Don't be fooled. Nine, three, and seven. He looked horrible. They but all looked bad. He's consistent. But Brandon Ingram's had his moments where he had two back-to-back 30 games when they needed him. He had to play 40 minutes. They needed him because. He's out rebounds Zion for the season, out assisting his own point guard because Sigma Cone just came back. And he's doing his thing. If you're watching this team, you're like, okay, I, I can see it. There's clicks and flashes of Zion and Brandon Ingram being a great duo, but it's not consistent enough because Zion is not consistent enough. Are you Brandon Ingram going to free and saying, like, I want to come back to this? Well, I, I want to come back to this mediocrity? I can't speak for another person. You know, no, but I'm asking you if, we if you were in those shoes, as this guy that's on free and you, you won't get you a match. You're about to get you a match this offseason, either from them or from somewhere else. Are you coming back to this situation and seeing what you're it, seeing? It's not it Christmas depends, yet, but seeing what you're seeing. It depends on what they might want. Like Maybe I necessarily might not want to leave because I know New Orleans can offer him the most money due to the CBA, whatever the case may be, right? Maybe he likes being in New Orleans. Maybe he's comfortable in New Orleans, whatever the case may be. Right now, he's currently but, able to extend for $147 million or he can get a five full year Supermax extension, which will be close to twice that amount in guaranteed money. So you're okay. saying close to like $350 right. million. $350 million, right? The lowest he'll probably see is a five year. 200 something from another team, 280 maybe. If new okay, so the difference between like 350 and 280, right? Let's ballpark it, right? If New Orleans came to me and said, Listen, we got a plan, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. And if he has confidence in them, 350 million dollars. I mean, listen, I ain't got I ain't gotta move, I ain't gotta got uproot my family, I don't gotta find a new house, I don't gotta do all the logistics, I got a lot of money. I'm the guy or one of the guys here. I'm not going to somebody else's team and trying to step on their toes and trying to reacclimate mm-hmm. myself to a new city, new coach, new culture, whatever the case may be, right? Maybe mm-hmm. he likes being in New Orleans outside of the basketball part. And maybe there's a plan for the basketball part going forward. But him and Zion together, I don't think it's going to work. Now, New Orleans has a decision to make. Do I pay, do I pay Ingram and trade Zion? Do I try to make it work with Zion? And potentially let Ingram walk because there's no way you like the two of them together. I feel like we've seen it. <laughs> it's good in spurts, but Zion can't stay healthy. 
So and they need somebody else in there that's going to be able to be consistent, a consistent contributor. And Zion has proven that he cannot be that, at least right what, now. What you've brought up, the Pelican situation when it comes to BI and Zion is the same situation, but in a worse or a worse version than the Celtic situation with Jalen Brown and Tatum. Because you have two guys, benefactor guys that you want to eat, they were hungry, but B.I.'s in the Jalen Brown situation. You, you, Zion's the bigger star, but he's, he's not performing at the level you want him to. Tatum performs. But you're are you be if you're B.I., do you do what Jalen Brown does where you take this bag, but you know okay. case you're gonna be a backseat? And now I in my belief, Chris, is that Jalen Brown took his bag for the Celtics because one, that's the highest money you make, but you're already expecting to start trying to get yourself out of Boston. Because you just he's done. I think he kind of checked out of Boston. That's my belief for the Celtics situation. We've already kind of talked into that social situation where they've gone all in now. Drew Holiday Porzingis, that team, this is their last shot, really. Realistically, this is their last shot. If you're B.I., though, they haven't even had that shot yet, right? Like, you haven't had the shot where you've gone deep playoffs, you've seen the finals, you've seen the conference finals. You haven't done that yet, and you're 26 years old about to get your biggest bag yet that you've seen in your career. You're healthy, finally. Do you follow that uh, Jalen Brown trend where you just take that bag and maybe potentially try and wait a year and move on where, you know, anything can happen, but you got your money? Or do you do the – I think Brandon Ingram needs to test the free agency. He needs to really consider leaving because at this point, you brought up the pro, the most perfect obstacle is that, yeah, they look calm as a duo, but they don't look great. They're not doing what you want them to do, and it's only going to be the same if you do resign because Zion's going to be Zion at this moment. You don't know if he's ever going to really change. And Brandon Ingram, you're only going to get older, and if you're really about the winning and the money, you can get that somewhere else because okay. you don't want to follow that trend anywhere else because look at the Celtics but, situation right now. They're winning, but they don't look as great as we thought they were going to be. We thought the Celtics would be great. They don't where, look great. Do, where does Ingram go? Oh, man, because there's a lot of teams that take him, Chris. There's a lot of teams that take him, but like if Ingram goes back to New Orleans, right, and I'm, and this is the point you make when you compare them and the Celtics, the difference mm-hmm. is the Celtics are one of the best teams in the East, clearly. Yes. New, New Orleans can't get out of the basement out the West. Like No, at all. I've said, I said two years, I said maybe – was it last year that I thought New Orleans was going to be the one seed? You did. You, no, had, you had New Orleans and the Kings in the playoffs. You got one I of had, two right. I got one of two right. But New Orleans is not consistent. They bring, in, they bring a CJ to bring stability. He gets hurt. Ingram's there. Zion's never on the Zion's never on the court. Like, no. And after that, it's like you got guys. Trey you got Valanciunas. You got Trey Murphy. You got Herb Jones. You got – Jason Daniels, they got guys. Jason uh, Daniels, they got pieces. They got pieces. Like, Zion, the Zion thing, the Zion thing is going to either make them or break them. I'm if Zion gets healthy and he plays and he plays to the potential, then I think this team can do something. Now, will they win a title? I don't know. You but just asked me three teams. If this, if this team can't – hold on. before you, If this team can't get it together, they need to really take a, a – they need to make a decision on Zion immediately. Because if they need to get out, get from out from under him, they need to do it right now while they're still like with the Sixers with Ben Simmons, right? You gotta go now. You gotta move in. You, you got you got if you're gonna pull this if you're gonna pull this trigger, you're gonna pull Sixers already gave Simmons the contract, right? So then yeah. Simmons went it out and then it was well, Zion got his contract too. But, but but Zion has not publicly said like he went it out. He didn't Yeah, he, yeah, he never never did that. It's more of a it's more of a long behind the term, scenes thing. Behind, behind the scenes, the scenes thing. Yeah. Versus like Simmons kind of Simmons thing kind of played out for the world to see. Yep. Whatever. They have to get out from under him while there's still another suitor that sees potential in him. 
Okay. While people before the entire league doesn't turn their nose up at Zion, it's like, all right, well, like they don't want to end up in a situation where they end up like the Sixers with Harden, where it's like you have one team that wants them, and mm. you are beholden to that one team, and that one team is going to give you whatever they feel like giving you, mm. and either you're going to take it or you're going to be stuck in the same situation. So, so by that, then I have three. Te- you said where would Bi go, right? I have three teams for you. Two are in the East Coast, one's in the West. The first team is a team that's in the Izzy tournament now. The Pacers would be a great fit for Brandon Ingram. They need a number two guy, pay him the max money. You're talking about Howland Bird, Ingram, Miles Turner, you're de facto. So that's that, that's a lot better than what I'm seeing in the, in the Pelican side, right? Like I, I like that construction, that roster, the fit, more than I like the Pelicans, his fit with Zion and CJ. Number two that's a team. Real, that's a real lanky team. That's a real lanky team. It's, it's nice. Halliburton is lanky. Halliburton is lanky. Uh, Miles Turner, if he's still there, lanky. I, I still think there's something. I still think there's an eight and thing coming. I, I feel like it's going to happen. Right? There, but Whatever. I like that. I like that fit a lot. That's that my piece, first that, that fit does like does mention another piece that I didn't that you didn't mention earlier when we talked when you were running down Indiana that was in my head. You also mentioned that in, you said that Indiana had a lot of uh, didn't have a lot of playoff experience on their team. You mentioned Bruce Brown. You mentioned my, maybe Miles Turner had made, maybe made a, a second round appearance, whatever. Forgot to mention the coach. Oh, yeah. Rick Carlisle. Rick Carlisle. Know what he's doing. And it's completely – as someone who watched the Mavs and a lot of the early Pacers when he was coaching the Pacers and, and coached Detroit, I think, for a little bit. Like, I I, rem- I know what Rick Carlisle teams te- generally look like. Yeah. They play a lot of zone defense. They, you know, they're doing a lot of things. A lot of, a lot of his stuff started to s- kind of switch in Dallas – they went to more of a jump shooting team. They were moving the ball around the perimeter. They had Dirk, then they had Luca, then him and Luca started beefing and whatever. Yeah, see, you, you remember Carl for these beefs that he's had with Rondo, Dennis, beef, Smith, yeah. Ruth, but that's Luka, the thing. He's, like, just start he's, to remember for those beefs instead of coaching. He he remember you were, because Kurt, Rick Carlisle, who isn't you know a quote unquote old school guy, you know played on the eighties Celtics teams, you know the, the plumbers. It's like no, but uh, <laughs> he played like he's been around the game forever, right? Mm-hmm. But he's given the keys to Halliburton. And yeah. I, I mentioned this before. When I heard that they don't really run that many set plays, I'm like, huh? He, and it's a lot of plays himself. A lot of it is Halliburton calling plays, set plays, pick and roll, make you know, take advantage of mismatches. Cause they up and down the court, up and down the court. But championship level coach on that team that okay, I could I could see that fit. All right, what's your other two teams here? The second team is, you know, a little bit biased, but I can see Sixers going in on Brandon Ingram. Young, we have the the max capital now. You you put Brennan or what and be and now the reformed Maxi. It's not a horrible fit anymore. It looks actually really good. Sent the New Orleans. Huh, gone. But and then my last team is more on the West Coast side, and this is just because you have the money, you have the now young up and coming star that you do. You sign to the Spurs, and you have Greg Pop. Brandon Ingram and now Victor Wimayama, and you start to rebuild this Spurs franchise the way you want it to go, right? And this is why he signs with them, because I think even if you're saying, oh, they're not going to be a playoff team right away, but they have a better shot than the Pelicans do if Brandon Ingram goes to the Spurs and they do with him, even sign with the Spurs. I like the roster fit better, because you're talking about Kelvin Johnson, Brandon Ingram, uh, Devin Vassell, and Victor Wimayama on the team. That team, I think, automatically skyrockets to a playoff contender. I'm not saying they're going to be a top five seed, but it's a playoff contender that nobody would talk about as much. They'd be sneaky. But those are the three teams I would say is the top teams. And there's going to be 
plethora of other teams that would pay him just to have him. But I'm talking about his best fit teams. If you're Brandon Ingram going to free agency, knowing you're going to get a top max dollar regardless, but you might not see the most of it because, you know, Supermax goes with the team that you're currently with. I think Pacers, Sixers, and Spurs would be a great fit for him that automatically have players that you can help build around you or just going to, you can, you can kind of propel more than what you have now with this team that you just don't know what you're doing with the mediocrity to just showcase itself. That Lakers game was the biggest eye opener to me as if you watch the Pelicans game and say, this team's not going anywhere. They can have all the people promote them and spice them up with the, the Zion and Ingram duo, but it's just not going anywhere. They are either a first or second round exit, depending on the matchup that they have. If they're not out in the play-in. That's just what I'm seeing so far from this team. All right. All right. Well, with that being said, Jared, I have a question for you as we pose on over to the NFL. You know, a couple teams this past week had some rough weeks. Philadelphia, Jacksonville losing their quarterback um, for an undetermined amount of time. Steelers yesterday on Thursday night as we transitioned to a new week, losing to New England. This upcoming week, what is the one thing that you're most looking forward to seeing? What question do you have that you want answered this week? I'm most what was you say? Well, what am I most looking forward to seeing? What are you, what are you not maybe not eager, like oh, oh my god, I want to see this. It could be that, or it's like I have a question, I have a theory, I want to see if this theory pans out because I have a theory that um, I want to see pan out. Me, mine's probably more just player wise. I'm not again game wise, Eagles Cowboys. I want to see that the most, right? But player wise, I want to see now that he's returning, the return of Justin Jefferson. I'm very much interested in seeing the return of Justin Jefferson with Josh Dobbs as quarterback. Why do I, am I very interested in seeing this the most? Because, again, Kirk Cousins is now going to be a free agent this offseason. Josh Dobbs has had success with the pieces that have been around the Vikings with uh, Justin Jefferson being out. He showcased in Addison. He showcased with Hawkinson. You insert in Justin Jefferson, and if he is stellar in this potential game as the, as the starting quarterback, a lot of questions start to rise as to do you bring back Kirk if you're the Vikings? Or do you let Josh Dobbs be your starting quarterback going next season? You resign him instead of Kurt, because the Vikings have been a team that has a lot of potential, but they've been mediocre when it comes to the playoffs. Josh Dobbs has been a very stellar quarterback this season. He's been phenomenal when it comes to the game that he's won. In the game that he's lost, he still played very good. He's been putting up good numbers. With the return of Jeff Jefferson, you now have the fully healthy offense that you have going forward. I want to see how that plays out, and then you just want to see the return of a great wide receiver. But I want to see how that kind of plays out. That's my non-Eagles NFL thing that I want to see. Eagles-wise, yeah, yeah. I want to see the Eagles win. Yeah, we, we know, we know, we know, we know. We know your bias. We know. Yes. As 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 a as a unashamed, biased Eagles fan, how do you feel about that game versus San Francisco? I know everyone wants to hear your thoughts. We, we need that. We need that whooping. They needed it. Uh, you, we kind of been coasting through some wins where those should have been losses as well. You've won some games that should have been wins. You should have. It's like we've been coasting a lot, a little bit. Hurts is uh, injury aside or uh, the throwing in, in aside. You need that whipping. We got points on the board going into the game, Chris. The first two field goals, I said, yeah, this might be a loss because those you had op- opportunities to score then and there, and we just did score. We got field goals instead, and that's going to hurt you in the long run. So I think that the, the this loss is a good eye opener for them, a test that they need to see because I think they'll see the 49ers again in the playoffs, and they'll see them again. And now this is this is what you need to get this whooping out of the way so now you can go play them again and get a better win or go win the game in general. 
Uh, offensive side, man, Chris, it's like it's, we, we see great play calling for the Eagles some games, and some games it's just haphazard. You know what they're going to call. You know what the offense scheme is going to be. I feel like Brian Johnson is just hit or miss. Defense is the same way, and you have too much talent not to be great. Chris, you mentioned it before, and you've said it to me on the side. The Eagles leave points on the board. We should. Tw- I know. I know we're averaging one of the league's highest at twenty-eight points per game, but it could be higher than that. It could be. I love the addition of Darius Leonard if he's healthy. It's one of the, the uh, scratches with him with the Colts was he's just not healthy. But if he's healthy, this is a great signing for the Eagles. Great signing. Helps bolster the defense up, and maybe it could show up a little bit more pressure that we've been kind of lacking a little bit. So. I don't know. I think that was a good loss, good test for the Eagles. They needed to kind of wake back up to reality. I'm going to be honest. All right. Sounds good. I agree. <laughs> not really much more I can tell you. Like, you know, they got the ass kicked. Yeah. They better not lose to Dallas. Ugh, please. They lose, they lose to Dallas. You're going ha- to hear me break out some slander that I've been <laughs> sitting on for like two years. Two years slant. I'm going back to like, you know, the year they lost to the to the to the Bucks in the wild card year. That kind of slander. Like I'm going to slander. Mm-hmm. We'll see. But um, other thing that you mentioned, I, 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 the Jefferson thing. I'm I'm curious to see how he's going to look with with uh, Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs real erratic, but I think that's part of the the, the thing about watching him. I was like, you'll never know. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. Um, I'm curious to see uh, Trevor Lawrence's injury, how long that's going to be, because Jacksonville without him is mm-hmm. in deep trouble, like uh, deep, yeah. deep trouble. They in trouble, right? And they're still fighting for the one seed in the AFC. Can you imagine if they had, you know, they secured the one seed, maybe they give Lawrence a chance to take a break, get some rest, but they yeah. can't rest him. Like, they need him. If So he if, really he's able, if he's able, to, if he's able to play, he's going to play. I'm curious to see how the AFC is going to play out. I'm curious to see what Buffalo looks like. I'm curious to see what Cincinnati ends up like. I'm curious to see these games because the AFC, like the bottom of the NFC is like, okay, whatever, we'll see. But the bottom of the AFC, like could you imagine if Buffalo and Cincinnati sneak in or Buffalo and some other team sneak in and their wild card games and we got like potentially we got Buffalo, Kansas City in the first round or we got, you know, whatever the case may be in the AFC. Like there's so many – intriguing possibilities. I have a great prediction. So when we get to predictions, you're going to be like, Jerry, that's a surprise. I have a cool prediction that nobody probably won't be expected from me. Okay, well, we can get to predictions. As as you know, as you all know, um, we did not talk like, it's about bold. This is a bold prediction we, for this. We did not talk about Pittsburgh, New England, and that is no, because we have it. a permanent ban on all New England games Yep. forever. Yes. Permanent ban. Yep. Ban will only be lifted under certain circumstances. I... Honestly, I'm, uh, it's pretty much not being lifted for me. I was at a, I was watching an NBA game instead of watching that uh, football game. I watched a football game because I am a sicko. But <laughs> let's start with the Baltimore Ravens. They host the LA Rams Sunday, one o'clock. Jared, who you got? I have the Ravens. Um, that's I feel like that's a no-brainer game of this week. The Ravens should win this game because they're just trying to finish shoring up the division. I don't know about no-brainer. I think it's going to be close. I think the Rams actually covered the seven and a half spread. Mm. Uh, but I think the Ravens do win the game at home, so I I will take the Rams plus seven and a half, but Baltimore to win. Uh, New Orleans hosts Carolina and the Superdome. Derek Carr with his body made of glass and paper with his concussion and his rib injury and his shoulder injury, back injury, neck injury, spine injury, leg injury, 
Um, did I miss any parts of the body? Honestly, at, at this point, Derek, he, has, he might have a concussion too. Derek hit by a car should be his new name because he is tore the hell up. But Jared, who you got? I have the Saints winning. <laughs> I have the Saints. Yeah, Carolina. Carolina actually. Stop! Don't even do it! Don't even do it! Don't Carolina even do just it. fired their coach. Is it? Don't we have? Yeah, the game is already the game already passed. They already lost. They already lost. They already they lost. They already we lost. thought we, we thought coach's remorse was going to happen. It doesn't. So yeah, at least Colts travel to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals as one and a half point underdogs. Jared, who you got? I have the Bengals winning this game. I have the Colts winning this game. No, nah, man, I got the Bengals winning my bowl. Colts, I think the Bengals Colts put up. Colts put up points. I think the Bengals have been playing very well. Jake Browning looks good. Um, we don't know how good is he. Maybe with more tape comes more opportunities to make him look not as good. Um, the Colts put up points on anybody, with anybody, against anybody. Like, they don't really care. They put up points. Um, I think the Colts have had some bad luck games. They need this game to stay in the playoffs. Cincinnati needs this game to stay in the playoffs. I think the Colts find a way to make, you know, to, to win this one on the road. Jacksonville travels to Cleveland. Take on the Browns. Jared, who you got? I have the Browns winning this game. They, they, they're going to be without what? Trevor Lawrence? Uh, yeah, we haven't really mentioned uh, C.J. Bethard, but he's going to be out too. See, wait, wait, wait. Wait a second. Bethard is not playing either? Nope, Bethard's not playing either. So who the hell is playing? All right, listen. I, I ain't want to. If he tell does y'all. play, he's on the injury report right now. So if he does play, then like, I, I I ain't want to tell y'all, but I did get a call. No. I did get a call to suit up and be the Jags' third quarterback. So I will see y'all uh, so, on Sunday. So like, I'm, I don't know I'm flying down there right after we done after we done recording. I'm going. I'm right down there. Yep. So um, and they're not. I heard they're not but, considering Nick Foles. Like, I, don't I mean, Lauren. Lawrence is still listed as question. I mean, would you they're sign both, Nick? Both they gave Nick Foles 80 step, $87 million, and he did nothing. That's true. I wouldn't call him either. That's fair. I'd call him because, you know, <laughs> long, live, long live Nick Foles. Nick Foles can do no harm, no wrong in my eyes, but. He's pretty bad. Anywhere else, he's pretty bad. Anywhere else, because he's I, meant I, to be, I have, meant Browns, to be I, equal. I have the Browns winning that game. I don't know who's if, – if Lawrence plays, I'll take the Jags. If Lawrence don't play, I guess I'll take the Browns. I, Flacco, who knows, whatever. <laughs> Tampa Bay travels to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Jared, who you got? I have the Bucks winning it. You, you tripping. Game. You tripping. You tripping. Stop. Stop. Big stop. Stop. Game, you tripping. Long Bucks live the Falcons. Bucks put off the upset, man. I'm you, go, you crazy. You are smoking crack. Go Falcons. Desmond Ritter – Professional quarterback, do that sponsor. That's, that's that's where you lost the game. As soon as you said that's right, you lost the game. All right, uh, next game. Go go Falcons. Falcons cover the two and a half. Detroit travels to Chicago to take on the Bears. Who you got? Detroit. But hey, this is one. You know what's crazy? This, this, uh, uh, stop, 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 stop! Before you say anything positive about Justin Fields, before you say anything, he always plays great against the Lions. He always plays great against the Lions. Oh, yeah, he always plays great against the Lions. Maybe because you know their stadiums like everywhere. But he always plays. He plays his, his best numbers versus the Lions in his career so far. But the Lions are going to win the game, obviously. This guy. <laughs> Come on with this field. Man, this guy stinks. He saves his job based on the performances of these lines. Saves his job? Well, aren't you aren't you saying that he's not going to be a starting QB for much longer? No. He shouldn't be a starting QB now. <laughs> so 
So they they, 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 they should have called Carson Wentz. Ew, yeah, that's gross. Houston travels to New York to play the abyss of the Jets. Who you got? Houston, easily. easily. All right. Seattle travels to the Bay to take on the Niners. Who you got? The Niners. They're going to – it's not going to be a, a crazy blowout, but they're going to win that game. Seattle covers the 13-and-a-half spread? Yeah. Okay. I like that. I like that. Minnesota travels to Vegas to take on the Raiders. Jared, will you be there? No, I'm not going to be at that game. I got work. Okay, Jared, who you got? Are you taking the home team? No. <laughs> oh, man. No. Come on, dude. Okay. What are we doing? I have, I have the mic in the way of that game. Denver travels to L.A. to take on the Chargers. Who you got? I have Denver, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Chargers win it because, you know, we're at that point of the season, Chris, where the Chargers start playing for Brandon Staley's job to keep his job. But I think that the I was going. Be. I was going to take the Chargers, but then you said that, so now I'm taking the Browns. Because that's what literally happens every year. They start like they always start magically playing better, so he keeps his job. This team is stinks. the year where I think it's over. The team, team stinks. He stinks. Yeah, it's time for him to go. So I think I have the Broncos winning. Buffalo travels to Arrowhead to take on the Chiefs. Who you got? I have Buffalo winning because the Chiefs are so, oh, missing a lot of pieces this upcoming. The injury, the injury report is deep for the Chiefs. So I kind of have Buffalo winning this one. That's spicy. How much they win by? Like maybe it's a touchdown. Field it's, it's close. Hey, I'm not saying Mahomes can't do it, but they went by a touchdown. I think based on the injury report for the Chiefs. Y'all, heard, y'all heard that? Y'all heard that, ladies and gentlemen? Please take the Bills minus five and a half. Because I to think, Jared. Like, Chris, you know, I think they're starting running backs like Jerry McKinnon, and he's not bad, but he like he ain't no every down back running back, and they're out of Clyde. And well, Edward, Edward, Edwards, 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 uh, I think he's on injury report too. Oh, it's even worse. He's, oh, he's, he's, Edwards Hilaire is starting, according to Andy Reid. He ain't much better. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to tell you, he ain't it. He, we, we thought he was it, but he ain't it. Uh, I have Kansas City win this game at home. I think Buffalo I think Buffalo makes a run. I think Buffalo makes a flurry. I think Buffalo does something stupid to lose the game. Mm. So, give me, give, me, give me Kansas City at home. Philadelphia travels to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Jared, do the Eagles win in Dallas? Yes. Um, it's again a little bit Hold of on. my side. But Hold on, is how much of that pick is because you're an Eagles fan? Fifty of us Eagles fans, fifty of because I don't think the Cowboys are battle tested. Like it's fifty fifty. I don't think the Cowboys are battle tested. Like yeah, they just beat out the Seahawks, but that's their first winning as a f- above five hundred team, and they won by the skin of their teeth. Like and then the, the way they could have beat the Eagles, they lost by the skin of their teeth, and they haven't showcased any. True win versus a 500 team the entire season. So going, I'm, that's like going off that. I think the Eagles have a very fair shot, but it also goes down to how healthy is Jalen Hurts for the game. If going off the way we've seen him, it's real trajectory where he's a 70 30 guy right now. Like he's 70 percent healthy, 30 percent man. One twist, one gust of wind could potentially take him out. So that's there. But I still think the Eagles have a very real shot to win this game because it's like right now the Cowboys just haven't shown me. Enough to say they can be competent, well-coached teams. That's the thing. Is this a competent, well-coached team? The Eagles are competent, well-coached enough to know that we haven't. We've the only real loss we just had was as the 49ers in every other game where we've had close games or comebacks. We've pulled it off. We've done it. Look at that game against the Bills. I think made a great comeback. I think the the way that they lost this game to San Francisco kind of put a bad taste in my mouth because now I'm looking at this team like. It's questionable everywhere. I'm, look, I'm looking at them sideways. Like that's the this Cowboys is, is this team? Is this team Minnesota from two years ago? 
then this and Cowboys game the is reason, like, that's it. And the reason you. I the reason I don't I, the reason I don't fully believe that is because Minnesota really didn't beat nobody that year, and I said that a thousand times. Oh. But the Eagles beat. In no in no uncertain order, they beat Dallas, Miami, Kansas City, Buffalo, and then they lost to the. And out of five games, you went four. They lost and to the If I told if I had told people before this stretch started that the only game they would only lose one game, would they laugh at Come on, Chris, we got laughed at. But would people be upset? And I don't think the people would be being that upset. I think the way that this team, a who who it was. And be how it happened. I think got left a lot of people upset, but they have a they have a they have an opportunity to a basically clinch the division. Yep. Get right back in the in the top spot in the NFC. Yep. Beat Dallas and send a message and send a message. And I think and I think that they need to go for four because if they need any stone unturned, if they lose this game, there's going to be. So much Philadelphia frauds, Philadelphia pretenders. If I this think team be realistic, then that's that's legitimate. Then if, if this team then, stinks, it's it's the yeah, the fraudulent comes out. The fraud. Then it's like okay, but they beat all the AFC teams. So then it's like, is the AFC fraudulent? Because there's a lot of people kind of no, saying that in the, NFC, the, the AFC fraudulent though. Like, but no, but hear me out. Hear me out. But before the season started, a lot of people were talking about, oh, my God, look at all oh, yeah, no, We would never thought the Bills this, would be this trash this. or the Chiefs would be this mid. Exactly. That's my point. We never thought that. This the is the best, weird season. The upper echelon of the AFC, Miami hasn't beaten anybody. Nope. Kansas City lost. Kansas City lost games they shouldn't have lost. No, Broncos. Buffalo lost, uh, Buffalo lost plenty of games they shouldn't have lost. Eagles. Who's the clear? I mean, if if you're if you're looking around the AFC and you're saying, okay, well, Baltimore is the clear cut team in the AFC. Is Baltimore a better team, top to bottom, than Philadelphia, Dallas, San Francisco? Because let's be honest, Baltimore escaped through this season as well. Their only most confident win was the Lions. Like it's been a week. This has been like oh, I'm not gonna call it a bad season of NFL, but it's been a weird season of NFL football. Like, I, I think. I think it's a lot of parody, and I think this is what the NFL wants. It's a lot of, like, anybody on any given Sunday can beat another team. And if you like it from the perspective of all these games are competitive, then I think it's a good thing. But if you're like, you know, I want my favorite team to win by 80 every week, then <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's – that's not realistic. Teams don't – I mean, outside the Cowboys at home, and they beat a lot of crap teams at home, right? So that's so why I'm curious to see how this how I, I hope this Philadelphia game goes in the Eagles' favor. Philadelphia Dallas game again. It's the night game. Eight o'clock. It's, it's the night game. Yeah, it's a night game. So spend yeah. spend a lot of time on this, but go, go to the Monday night. Go birds. There's two Monday night games. First Monday night game, Tennessee travels to Miami to take on the Dolphins. How much did Tennessee lose by? Twelve. Spread is 13 and a half, so you have the Titans to cover. Good job, Jared. I actually, I actually didn't know that. So, And Green Bay travels to MetLife to take on the Giants. Jared, who you got? Green Bay. I guess an easy one. How much do they win by? Uh, what, what, what Giants are we getting? Does it matter? Are we getting lose by cover the spread plus 14, Giants? Is that the spread plus 14? Six and a half. Six and a half is the spread? I have the Giants losing by two touchdowns. Oh, well, you have Green Bay to win by six and a half, so. <laughs> have we not watched how Drake Lowe's been playing football lately? He's been really balling out. Like, don't, it's just like, 
Are we just not watching the, the same games? I mean, I, I will not watch that Monday night game. But I will be. I will. I'll, I'll, God, I'll watch it. But I'm just saying. God, Godspeed to whoever watches that game. So, Jared, before we wrap anything up, anything else we need to mention? Yeah, you don't have to go in depth, but give me a name. Who do you think wins MVP this season for NFL? Christian McCaffrey. Hmm. I have Tyreek Hill, but at least we know we're not doing any quarterbacks. Appreciate that. Yeah, if you ask, if you ask, listen, if you want to give me a Purdy MVP argument, I'm going to just say Christian McCaffrey. I'll slap you in the face, Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> You give me a Jalen Hurts argument, I'm just gonna say bad. Uh, if you give me a Jalen Hurts argument, I don't. I'm not with it. I'm you sorry. give it a lot of it is it's not numbers, it's intangibles, leadership. Yeah, but that's like whatever. Give me a Dak Prescott argument. He ain't beating anybody. Throw that out the window. So I, I got Terry Hill. If Terry Hill gets the 2,000 yards in four games, Chris. I think he should lock in. That should be a lock for MVP. If he gets well, the 2,000 yards, he'll, he'll, he'll be offensive player of the year. That's no man. He deserve, if he gets that, you know, I'm not saying. You know, saying he you, know the, you know what the MVP is, Jared. It's a quarterback. Yeah, man. Award. It's a quarterback award, and it's so corny. The last one that won it was Adrian Peterson, not a quarterback. The one that was Adrian Peterson. It's like ugh. and deserved it, and he deserved it. He, oh, absolutely. Most most valuable player. And That's why if you ask him, if you asking me who's my most valuable oh, player, it's McCaffrey. I, I'm with that. See, I'm not against you on that either. I just feel like it shouldn't be a quarterback. And that's the problem that this it is a quarterback a, award. No, no, it shouldn't so, be an automatic quarterback. Now, if the okay, quarterback fair, now fair. if there's a valuable quarterback, like if you were telling me like fine. if you want to make the if you want to make the Hurts <laughs> argument, fine. If you want to make the Hurts argument, fine, because I don't think they win a lot of these games without Hurts. Without them. Yeah, that's fair. Fine. Fine. You gotta, you gotta, say, you gotta find me one. You gotta but find the Hertz, me The Hurts argument was much stronger last season when he had better numbers. Yeah, and then Mahomes won. Fine. If you want to give if you want to give the MB MVP to Hertz, up uh, yeah we should have gave it to you last year, big fella. Sorry, here you go. And that's fine. Like, I'll take it. Hey, Eagles fan, I'll take it. But whatever. But I'm if you're asking me, if you're year. asking me who deserves to be the MVP, I'm, my first name is McCaffrey. Then you give me Tyreek. Then you give me I'm more of a Tyreek than McCaffrey or McCaffrey than Tyreek. But I'm, I'm just, you can't tell me there's a quarterback that willingly deserves this award. It's just. That's a false argument, and you're just going off of a biasy that you think, oh, this is quarterback deserve to win this award every year. Right. So it is that. All right. That so a, thank y'all a, for listening to episode number 168 of Straight to the Point. If <laughs> I, had like, a, I had to take a pause there, didn't you? Didn't, really, <laughs> didn't, didn't remember what it was. Thank y'all for listening to another episode of Straight to the Point. If you liked what you hear, make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to tune in. We're still a five-star rated podcast on iTunes. So if you like this, make sure you leave us a review and let somebody know that, you know, we get straight to the point. Straight to the Point is on all your favorite socials at STTP Podcast. Make sure you follow me at underscore Chris Cross. Follow me at underscore JW Hughes. Definitely follow the podcast. Follow our TikToks and our YouTube as well. Man, we got a lot of things coming for the holiday. New Year is approaching. As always, man, go Pacers. Yes, as Jared flip-flops from his Bulls to his Pacers, make sure you check out Hemi76's Lock of the Week exclusively on Instagram. Hemi76 came through with a winner last week, taking the the Rams, the other L.A. team. He took the Rams against Cleveland, came through a winner. We look to replicate that this week. Jared, it's time to get straight to the point. Let's do it.